was out tending to his flock one day and there was uh, this nice brand new shiny sports car that came flying up past his field and all of a sudden slammed on the brake stopping right in, in front of him and a uh, young man in a, in a nice new suit got out of the, the car and came up to the, the shepherd and he said, if I can guess how many sheep you have in your field, will you give me one of them? And the shepherd was really curious to see where this was going. And so he's like, yeah, sure, why, why not? Let's, let's, uh, let's give it a try. And so the young man uh, went to the trunk of his car, opened it up, pulled out a drone with body heat sensing scanners on it, opened up his laptop and started flying the drone. He took it and he flew around the field for about five minutes and then he brought it back and, and plugged it into his computer. He did a few little calculations and at the end he said, you have exactly 1,538 sheep. And, and the shepherd was absolutely amazed. He's like, that's, that's right. That's, that's exactly how many sheep I have. And so I'm going to be true to my word and so here you go. You can have one of them. And so the young man goes into the field, grabs one. And as he's loading it into his car, the shepherd said, hey, if I can... If I can tell you exactly what you do for a living, will you give me my sheep back? And the guy's, you know, curious to see if, the, if he can guess it. He's like, sure. And the shepherd said, you're a consultant. And the young man was amazed, like, yes, that's right. How did you know? And the, and the shepherd said, well, you pulled up to my field uninvited. Uh, you gave me information I already know. You answered questions that I'm not asking. And you don't know the first thing about what I do. Now, give me back my dog. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's fun. Uh, today we are, look, if you're a consultant in here, like no disrespect towards you, you play an important role. Uh, today we are looking at one of the most beloved scriptures of, of all time that probably deserves a joke better than that one. But it is just this, these beautiful words that have given people so much hope over the years. Um, today we're going to be looking at Psalm 23, a, a, a psalm that was written by a shepherd about the shepherd. And so if you have a, a Bible or a Bible app that you like to use, uh, open up with me to Psalm chapter 23. Psalm 23. If you're new to scripture, book of Psalms, 150 chapters, just right smack dab in the middle of your Bible. And so if you grab one of those pew Bibles, just open up to the middle and flip back a little bit and you'll, you'll land on Psalm 23. The fourth century theologian um, Athanasius said, most of scripture speaks to us. The Psalms speak for us. That's a beautiful way to describe uh, the power of the Psalms in our, in our life. The Psalms are uh, language uh, for life with God. They help us find language even sometimes for life with God when, when we can't come up with the words. They give voice to our aspirations and to our desires. They give voice to our fears and, and even our, our doubts. They capture the entirety of the human experience. And, and not only do they do that, but they also help us draw closer to the Lord, to, to trust in him more, to, to wrestle through them and process through them and come out more faithful on the other side of them. And I, and I don't think that there is a psalm, uh, maybe even a passage of scripture that does this better than Psalm 23. Let's look at it together, and I'm, and I'm going to start today by reading from the New, King's James, New King James Version. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. These six verses are some of the most cherished in all of Scripture. They have given hope to the hopeless. They have given peace to the restless. These words have been some of the final words that people hear as they draw their last breath and they pass from this life to the next. And and these words have served to provide comfort and peace to those who are left grieving on the other side. And for many of us, these words, I, I imagine, if you're like me, these words take us to a place. They take us someplace. We hear these words and, and we're immediately mentally taken back to a hospital room, uh, your living room. We're taken to a graveside where we've heard them recited over someone that we love. These words take me to the the bedside of Tracy Ratliff. Tracy was a a young woman in her early 40s um, who died of cancer. My last visit with her was just a couple of days before she would pass. And and as we were talking about life and about death, about the hope of heaven, just, I'll never forget, out of nowhere, Tracy just started reciting the words of Psalm 23. And her entire countenance just changed as she reflected and remembered her good shepherd. Her good shepherd that was leading her home. And Psalm 23 is this declaration of God's goodness to us. It's it's an expression of confidence in his kindness and his goodness and his compassion and his love. I think it's why so many people cling to it in those, in those times of, of difficulty and, and of trouble and of pain. It's a reminder that God is good even when life isn't. That he's watching over us and protecting us, that he's guiding us and will provide all that we need as we, as we kind of walk along this journey. It's a psalm that is filled with beautiful images and it, and it all starts with the very first two words in this chapter, simply just say, the Lord, the Lord. David starts this personal, intimate psalm with the personal, intimate name of God. It's, it's the word Yahweh, which means I am or the one who is. It paints the picture of this God who is eternal and absolute, a God who was and is and will always be. Yahweh is the unchanging God and in a world and in times in our life where it just seems like everything is changing around us and sometimes we feel that more than others, don't we? Where it just feels like everything around us is changing. Psalm 23 starts with a reminder about Yahweh, about the one who never will. The one who is the same yesterday, today, 
and forever. And so David starts this psalm by focusing our hearts and our minds on this personal, powerful, unchanging God of the universe that invites us to call him by name. And then, and then he devotes the next, in, in, in the NIV, he devotes the next 107 words to describe what the Lord is like. Look at verses one through three again. He says, the Lord is my shepherd. Notice again, this, the, the intimacy, the personal nature of this psalm. It's not the Lord is a shepherd. It's the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul and guides me along the right paths for his namesake. See, when David is searching for a metaphor to kind of describe what God is like, he pulls from his days as a shepherd tending his flocks. He remembers how he loved and protected and cared for his sheep day and night and how he watched over them. And he points to that and he says, that's what God is like. That in him we have everything that we need. You can hear the contentment in David's words. He, he says, I lack nothing. I lack nothing. And I think that this is, is shown in that, that very next line. It says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. Green pastures are where sheep would go and feast. It's where they would go and, and eat. And yet he is so content. He is so filled. He lacks absolutely nothing that he lays down and he takes a nap because he is fat, full, and happy like many of us are going to be on Thursday afternoon. Can I get an amen? All right. <laughs> on ham because ham is far superior than turkey, but that's another sermon for another day. Our shepherd leads us to quiet waters, to places of rest and peace within our sometimes troubled souls. It says that he does this for his namesake, meaning, meaning that God is putting his reputation on the line here in the way that he cares for us, in the way that he protects and provides for us. And so we can be assured that he's watching over us. Our shepherd brings our souls to a place of rest, rest from working hard to measure up. Rest from the expectations of others that they want to put on us. Rest from trying to earn grace. Rest from allowing our past to define us or, or, or that our, our failures will have the final word. And, and this rest is not just for the sunny days when life is good. We can also find rest when we feel like everything is falling apart. When, when we look around and all we see is, is fear and darkness and doubt. Verse 4 says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. This, this dark valley is, valley is not just a, a figure of speech. Shepherds would annually take their, their flock on, on this trek to find grassy hillsides and cooler temps in the heat of the summer. Down in the, in the valley when they would become scorched, they would, they would lead them through these paths up to greener pastures. But this journey to the more lush climate was oftentimes filled with a lot more dangers. You, they could brush up against uh, shrubs and, and plants that would, that would harm them, that could be poisonous. Wild animals lurking, ready to attack. 
but good shepherds knew how to lead and protect their flock. They would, they would use their rod to, to, to scurry away any wild animals that might want to try to harm the flock, and they would use their staff as a way to, to grab on and pull a misguided sheep back onto the right path. And David says that this is what the Lord does for us. As our shepherd, God will sometimes lead us into the high country when the bottom pasture of our life is, is bare, when we feel dry and when we feel empty. Even if it means traveling through some unfamiliar and uncomfortable territory. But what I found is that oftentimes it is that journey that God takes us on where we learn more and more and more how to trust and rely and find peace and grace in him. We see how much he cares for us. During the, the difficulties in, in life, we oftentimes feel like we walk alone. And even David felt that way at times. He, he laments and he talks about that often in the book of Psalms. But Psalm 23 reminds us that even if we feel lonely, we never walk alone. And pain and darkness, it, it has a way of making us feel lonely, doesn't it? Maybe you've been in that place. Maybe you're in that place right now. You are walking through something that no one else understands. And it feels dark and it feels lonely. And you feel like you are walking alone, but the Lord, our, our good shepherd, is leading us through the rough terrain. He is protecting you against Satan's attacks. And as a good shepherd, he is not walking in front of us. He is not walking behind us. He is walking right in step with us as we walk right in step with him. And we are never alone. And the truth is, is that your family may turn on you. Your friends may betray you. People may say hurtful things behind your back. But man, God will deal with that. And he will protect and comfort you. You may feel alone in the wilderness, but God is faithful. He is with you, and that changes everything. And not only, not only is, is the beauty of Psalm 23 that it paints the picture of a God who is with us, it also paints a picture of a God who is for us. Gabriel Camp and I were talking before worship began, and he asked me what my favorite section of Psalm 23 is. And, and so I told him, and then he told me that, that this next verse, this is his favorite because of the peace and the comfort that it gives. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. And this is such a beautiful image of, of grace. You see, the truth is, is that we have no right to, to even stand in the presence of God. Who are we that, that we should be invited to be with him? It's only by grace. And he welcomes us into his, 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 his presence with open arms. And then he, he treats us like honored guests at a banquet. He anoints us with oil. And he gives his children the absolute best. Our, our cups are constantly 
overflowing. He doesn't hold anything back. He gives us the best of what he has to give to the point that that it's not just enough, but that it is overflowing within us. The best of his grace, the best of his care, his mercy. He gives all of this to us in abundance. He lavishes his goodness and his love on you. He prepares this banquet for us where we can enjoy a meal with him and eat in peace, even though we are surrounded by our enemies. Again, like some of us might be on Thursday at Thanksgiving dinner. Don't tell me that scripture is not relevant to today. (laughs) And all of this points to a picture of a God who gives his best and protects us from the things that try to steal it away. God who gives us his best and protects us against Satan's schemes to just come and snatch it away from us. And the promise that we have in Psalm 23 is that this good shepherd who leads us to contentment and rest and this good shepherd who walks with us on difficult and dangerous paths so we never walk alone, this good shepherd who has given us the very best and does not hold anything back from us, This good shepherd will always be with us. Verse six, surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This God who never changes is also the God who will never abandon us. Even if we are faithless, he is faithful. And by grace, he has made every way for us to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And the Bible says that each one of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have wandered off. We have done our own thing. We have resisted the pathways of God and put ourselves and others in painful places because of our sin and our brokenness and because of the words that we've said and the things that we have done. Every single one of us have done that. But Jesus tells us in John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. By that he means he he is the embodiment of what we read in Psalm 23. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. And Jesus laid down his life for us so that we can find rest, rest in our souls, knowing that our sin can be forgiven in our hearts, knowing that we are loved. And through faith in Jesus, our good shepherd, he will lead us home so that we can dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 23 is a psalm of comfort and peace and the life that can be found in a relationship with Jesus. As I've been preparing and and praying through uh, this week over the last few weeks, even when I woke up first thing this morning, (laughs) to be honest with you, the, the burden on my heart here for us today for, for this text is that we don't just come away knowing more about Psalm 23, but that we come away knowing the shepherd of Psalm 23 more, knowing the good shepherd more, and how we experience his presence and his peace and his grace and his rest. Because I think that we miss it. If, if all that we do is we read Psalm 23 and we have a lot of, you know, historical context and understanding about what the words mean and, and why they matter, I think that we miss it. 
But if we, if we read Psalm 23 and we come away walking more closely with the good shepherd, then I think that, I think that we've, we've landed in a place that God wants us to land with this text. That we walk it today, away today with a greater sense of trust and confidence in the one who will never leave or forsake us, the one who will walk with us and guide us so that we never walk alone, that we would better know and trust and follow the good shepherd who loves and cares for us. I said at the beginning of the, the, the sermon this morning that the Psalms give language for life with, with God. They oftentimes speak what we find in our hearts and our minds and that we, that we sometimes struggle to find just the right words for. They give words and voice to our prayers, no matter what it is that we are going through. And this morning, I want to end our time together a little bit differently than, than how we normally do. The Psalms for centuries have been used as, as a, a prayer book. People would pray them as they, as they read them. They would use them as kind of a guide for their hearts and, and for their minds. And so this morning, I just want to close off by allowing Psalm 23 to guide us in prayer. So we're going to do a little, little exercise that I invite you into the, this morning with me that, that my prayers will help us to kind of just rest a little bit today in our Good Shepherd. And so wherever you are right now, whether you're here joining us or maybe even online, I wanna, I wanna invite you to do something that we do every Tuesday morning in our, in our staff devotions, uh, to just kinda take a seat and right now where you are, uh, kinda put your feet on the floor. Relax your neck muscles. <laughs> Get the blood moving and flowing, let that that tension that we carry in our jaw and our neck and our shoulders that maybe you're feeling right now, even at uh, 8.46 in the morning. Let that just kind of relax. I'm going to read portions of Psalm 23 and then give us some things to ponder and to pray about. And then we'll move on to the next one. David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. Lack nothing. Is your heart content this morning, or is there something in you that is longing, aching for something more? Can you honestly say that Jesus is all you need in this life, or are you looking to something or someone to give you meaning and purpose and satisfaction? I want to invite you right now to spend some time praying that Jesus, the good shepherd, will guide you and give you all that you need. Let's spend some time in prayer.
leads me beside quiet waters and refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Does your soul feel more like a green meadow today or a dry desert? Do you find yourself filled with life and joy walk around bitter, angry, critical. Spend some time processing this with the Lord and ask him to lead your heart to a place of rest. walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Is there a situation today that's causing your heart to fear? For you to be anxious or to worry, maybe discouraged. Maybe it's not you, maybe it's someone that you love is walking through a dark valley right now that feels a lot like a shadow of death. I pray that you or or that they will experience God's presence and peace right now, even in the midst of their pain. table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we close. Spend some time thanking God in prayer that no matter what you walk through in this life, you will never walk alone and that his goodness and his love will protect you and will follow you all the days of your life until he leads you home.
Father God, thank you for being our good shepherd, the one who leads and guides and protects us, for watching over us, for never leaving us nor abandoning us. No matter what we walk through in life, Lord, we cling to the promise that we will never walk alone. Jesus, thank you for being our good shepherd. A good shepherd that laid down his life for us so that we may find life, so that we may find peace and rest in our souls. Lord, I pray that today we will leave this place not just knowing Psalm 23 more, but knowing you more, trusting you more, and following you more closely. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for watching this message from Sherwood Oaks Christian Church. Did you know you can view any message from the past six years at socc.org messages? You can also view complete worship services from the past month at socc.tv.